Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 349 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for speaking to us through your word. Help us hear the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what Jesus is teaching in John chapter 14. In verse 1, Jesus said, Do not let your hearts be troubled, distressed, agitated. You believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely on God. Believe in and adhere to and trust in and rely also on me. He tells us this again in verse 27 when he bequeaths his peace to us. He said, Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. The Amplified Bible further defines his words as, Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed, and do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Jesus clearly gives us instructions not to allow ourselves to be upset. We play a role in the worries and anxieties we let take over our minds. While Jesus wills his peace to us, we cannot receive it if we allow our thoughts to steal his peace within us. Let us lay down our worries and anxieties at the feet of Jesus today and receive his perfect peace. Verse 6 is clear as Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by through me. We are granted access to God the Father when we believe in Jesus. He spends the next 13 verses explaining that he and the Father are one and will grant us whatever we ask in his name. In verse 20, Jesus said, At that time, when that day comes, you will know for yourselves that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. As you read this chapter, receive all that Jesus tells the disciples because his promises are for us too. Jesus tells us that he will grant whatever we ask in his name to glorify God. Following right on the heels of this promise is that if we love him, we will follow his commands. He says this in verse 15 and then again in verses 21 and 23. It is important to pay attention to the words Jesus says, especially when repeated. This chapter has many repetitions, so read it carefully and meditate on Jesus' every word. We read Obadiah and part of Jonah today. The name Obadiah means servant of the Lord. This book has just one chapter, and it addresses the plight of Edom. There are two possibilities as to when Obadiah lived and prophesied against Edom. One is that he was alive during the invasion of Jerusalem in King Jehoram's reign, and the other is that he was alive during or shortly after the Babylonian invasion. Either way, the Edomites were prophesied against by Obadiah and many other prophets. The Edomites descended from Esau and were in constant contention with Israel. In the days of Moses, they didn't allow the Israelites to pass through their land as they traveled in the wilderness. God never forgot their inhospitality. Edom also fought against the Israelites at various times throughout the Old Testament. More actions that God did not forget. Then they laughed at Judah when Babylon overtook them. Possibly their greatest offense was their pride. They didn't believe anyone could overthrow them because of the safety net, which was their location. Verse 4 says, Though you mount on high as the eagle, and though you set your nest among the stars, I will bring you down from there, says the Lord. They felt secure because of Mount Seir. However, God made that mountain, and he moved that mountain. After the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD, the Edomites were never heard from again. 
May we stay humble before the Lord and know there is nothing he cannot do for us. He is in the business of moving mountains. We also start the book of Jonah today. He was a prophet who was known as the son of Amittai, and maybe the same prophet named in 1 Kings chapter 14, verse 25, which says, Jeroboam restored Israel's border from the entrance of Hamath to the Dead Sea of the Rabbah, according to the word of the Lord, the God of Israel, which he spoke through the servant Jonah, son of Amittai, the prophet from Gath-Hefer. His name means dove. In chapter 1, we read that God had a message for Nineveh. The city was located in Assyria, not Israel. It was a large and prosperous city in Assyria, maybe even the largest city in all the land. Jonah fled and set out on a journey that would take him as far away from Nineveh as possible. Tarshish was considered the world's edge at the time and is located on the edge of Spain. He found a ship going to Tarshish, paid the fare, and boarded the boat. The Lord created a terrible storm on the voyage, and while everyone else was seeking a way to survive, Jonah was sleeping in the innermost part of the ship. Again, he was as far away from God and everyone on the ship as he could be, or so he thought. The men found him, and the captain demanded that he call upon his God to save them. They also called upon their gods, hoping they would be saved by one of them. Then they drew straws to determine who could tell them why the storm tormented them and what to do to stay alive. The shortest straw went to Jonah, and he knew he was the person that caused this peril, so he told them to cast him overboard. The men prayed that God would not allow them to perish because of Jonah and asked forgiveness for throwing him overboard to his most certain death. The storm ceased as soon as Jonah was off the boat and into the sea. God showed himself magnificent that day, and all the men worshipped him, made a sacrifice to him, and made vows to him. The Lord still had a plan for Jonah, and as much as Jonah wanted to avoid serving God and delivering his message, God's plan was done. Verse 17 says, Now the Lord prepared and appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and nights. God always had a plan. Jonah could not outrun God and the call on his life, and we cannot either. May we bend to the will of God. In chapter 2, Jonah earnestly prayed to God. The sea nearly swallowed him up. Verse 5 says, The waters compassed me about, even to the extinction of life. The abyss surrounded me. The seaweed was wrapped about my head. In verse 8, Jonah tells us about the worthless idols people pray to, but God is the true source of mercy and loving kindness. In verse 9, Jonah says, I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that which I have vowed. Salvation and deliverance belong to the Lord. God spoke to the fish and Jonah was vomited out on the dry land. Jonah prayed, repented, and reclaimed his faith in God. When he did this, God brought him to safety. We see God's might, his glory, and his perfect will is done despite the fears and actions of one man. We can put ourselves in Jonah's place and know that our fearful feelings and actions will not thwart God's plan. May we be open to God's will and not run from his plan, for his plan is perfect and it will be done. Let's see what King Solomon's wisdom is for us in Proverbs 18. There are many verses that address the wicked and the fools. May God speak to our hearts through these words and show us where we can come up higher. Verse 4 tells us that godly wisdom is like a gushing stream, sparkling, fresh, pure, and life-giving. Let us seek this wisdom and open our hearts to receive it from the Lord. Verse 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The consistently righteous man, upright and in right standing with God, runs into it and is safe, high, above evil, and strong. 
This verse is note card worthy and should be memorized so we can recall it in times of difficulty. God is our strong tower and we can run to him as often as we need. We need to run to him instead of the world. Verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it, for death or life. Let's be careful about the words we say. We breathe life into our lives and those around us through our words, but we can also breathe death to ourselves and others with our words. Let's choose life. Let us pray. O Lord, thank you for your word that teaches us more about you and how magnificent you truly are. May our hearts always be yours. May we praise you for all you are, Lord. You are great and mighty and greatly to be praised. Keep us yours, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.